Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. All right, we're back. Now, obviously, we're not broadcasting 104.3 The Fan today uh, because of Broncos training camp. We get moved over to our sister station, ESPN, this week and next week. We'll be back on the fan. If you're liking what we're covering here and hearing, if you're an outdoor enthusiast, uh, you can find us almost every Saturday morning from 9 to 11 on 104.3 The Fan and find us on Facebook at Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Let's go to the phones and joining us from what I consider one of the premier events for uh for kids in the state of Colorado, and there's two of them now, and that's Cast for Kids, and they're doing it at Chatfield, and joining us from there is Nate Zielinski. Good morning, Nate. Good morning, Terry. How are you today? You know, I'm doing great, and I love seeing our youth, uh, whatever their limitations or abilities are, getting involved. And this program really takes kids who might not have the opportunity or think they could do it and opens doors for them, doesn't it? It really does, Terry, and you know, I think it's kind of the combination of everything. So, you know, the, the cast organization is a national organization, and then you have hosts, um, you know, that bring it to states and certain locations. And, you know, they set up a good fishery. They set up, you know, the correct volunteers with the correct gear. They train them um, and to really bring, you know, everybody's needs to, to the table um, and allow them to catch fish and have a great day on the water. So not just getting them out, but, but to catch fish and share the joy of the outdoors that, that we all know and love. And uh, I tell you, it is so neat. We're out here at Chatfield. Um, it is great. You know, we keep talking about how hot the walleye bite is. And typically by now, we'd start to see this bite start to fade. Uh, but all the stars align. That bite continues to be really strong. Um, and everybody out here catching some uh, a lot of fish, some great fish. We had a slight breeze. We were really worried about the heat. That breeze kept it cool. Uh, Terry, it, just, it couldn't be a better event out here today. Well, and if people are interested, these events take place every year. It's Cast for Kids. Um, Google it and go look it up. And if you want to be a volunteer, both with a, they need volunteers both in boats and on shore. Or if you, if you know a, a, a disabled or disadvantaged child that you think could take advantage of the program, try to get them, them uh, registered and involved. Because, Nate, we talked about this uh, with Will Dykstra just earlier on the show about what he's doing for veterans. And the outdoors just has such a value to, to bring to people's lives and such a therapeutic effect on people. We always say that just the healing effect is unbelievable. I had a, a young gentleman named Robbie, uh, you know, and, and he's in a wheelchair or a chair, and we even got that on the boat, got him situated. And uh, I tell you, it's unbelievable to, to watch the joy and the excitement of uh, catching a fish and, you know, and a fish flopping around in their lap. Um, just the joy of it. And, you know, a shout-out to the family on my boat. They're Accessible Dot Adventures. Uh, they're an adventure family um, that, that goes out and does not let, um, anything stopped them of all the adventures. And today, one of the adventures was fishing. So huge shout-out to, to that family that joined me today. Again, I had Robbie from Accessible Adventures. Um, but just such a neat deal, and Cass is the one putting it all together. So it is, it, it's amazing to be a part of this organization. Well, before we move on, we want to talk some hunting. Um, before we move on, I just want to say thank you to all the volunteers that showed up today to help these kids. 
That's it, Terry. And it takes uh, it takes an army. I mean, you have you know obviously the boaters that are providing their boat and equipment. You have everybody on shore that is setting up, tearing down, loading the kids on boats, keeping track of everything, cooking lunch, setting up tents. Um, it is a big organization. So absolutely, Terry, a huge thanks to everybody uh, involved today, no matter what the level was. Yeah, and I hopefully we'll cont- we'll see these events continue and grow here in Colorado. So, Mr. Nate, it's getting to be that time of the year when uh, we're talking to Steve Schweitzer, and he said the, he's talking fly fishing. He said the high country is finally catching up with where you would expect it to be this year. It that tells me I better be in the field scouting. You know, Dave, I, I talked to people the other day about hunting, and they were literally like, "Oh, you know, it's still a long ways off." I mean, look at the pronghorn archery season. We are literally two weeks away. Um, Everybody keeps pushing it back. Obviously, the super delayed spring and the rain, nobody is ready for it. But long story short, fall is here. And, you know, we we look at the the high country and we're losing snow on a daily basis. But honestly, we're not far from starting to gain new snow. Um, The fall is here. uh, And I can tell you right now, I spent some time at a local retailer, Bass Pro Cabela's. um, and there was not a a sense of hunting season by the consumer. Everybody in there shopping, I was like, oh, man, you getting your hunting rifle? They're like, no, we got plenty of time. And I'm like, ooh, do you? Um, so I think it's sneaking up on everybody, Terry. So, I mean, we keep talking about it, but from, from buying gear, breaking in boots, you know, shooting guns, finding ammo for your rifle, you know, whether it's bullets, completed cartridges or, or whatnot, Everything is happening, um, and you need to be prepared for it. But the, the true focus of today, we want to talk about scouting a little thoroughly. Um, I have a lot of people asking me about pronghorn archery. It uh, starts in the middle of August, and everybody is saying, hey, we've always been successful, but our go-to is hunting water holes. Obviously, this year, even though it's been hot and dry, we are slowly starting to dry up some of those holes. There's more water holes this year than there ever has been in history. So the concept or technique of hunting water um, might not be as conducive. So number one, if you're still going to do that, you need to scout the water holes. Don't just have faith that the water hole you've hunted over the past couple years is going to be good. So whether you put trail cameras up or visually watch them, you need to figure out which water holes are working, which ones are not. Uh, and then as you go into the big game season, same thing. You know, we have archery, elk and deer, September 2nd. Uh, we have bears starting then. It is time to scout, figure out where the animals are, where they're not, what patterns are there. Again, the water source thing, even for them, whether you hunt water or not, a lot of times we hunt these animals as they go to and from their water holes. Uh, everything is different this year, just a late spring, more water, and, and it's really showing in these animals' behavior. So I think this year scouting is by far more important than ever. So get out there, build patterns, figure out what's working. Um, I personally am doing a lot of long-range scouting, so I'm living behind my spotting scope, covering lots of ground, and just you know figuring out what's going on with uh, the animal behavior. You know, one of the things, too, um, CPW announced that the leftover licenses are going to go on sale uh, on the 1st, August 1st, and that's first part of next week. If you get on there and see if you can get one, but I think the -the over-the-counter go on sale then, too. So by by the beginning of next week, you're going to know if and where you're hunting. 
that's it. This is not, we don't want to say the last chance, but this is really the time where your last focus of reissue tags, leftovers, over the counter, you know what's happening. So there's no more excuses. Listen to this show, let it hit home, plan your tags for, for this coming week. And then after that, Scout, scout, scout. You know, we we had this situation, Terry, where you and I, we had callers call in and say, ah, oh, Nate always talks about his success, and, and they think it's kind of, you know, bogus or that there's special opportunity. At the end of the day, the success rate 100% comes down to education, scouting, knowing these animals, where they are in the field, knowing their behavior, knowing their timing. That is what leads to all of my success. I, I honestly can tell you that I probably have weaker characteristics as a hunter as far as my shooting ability, my calling ability, but where I shine is knowledge of the animal, knowledge of the resource. I know, you know, what the animal's doing, where they're going to go, where they're going to be, when they bed down, what the wind is, and it's the scouting and the knowledge is what brings all my success to the table, and that's one of those things that's achievable by everyone, and, you know, we, we talk about this almost on every show about, you know, the education, but if you go out, so many people scouting concept is finding where they're going to camp or looking around, checking some closed roads. But I scout as hard as I hunt. And that's one of the things that I would say is probably the biggest lacking point of a lot of the hunters out there is so many of the hunters, you know, they'll hike 10, 15 miles in a hunting day, but scouting, they sit in their truck. Um, I scout as hard as I'm going to hunt. I'm up at the same hours. I'm covering the same amount of country. I put the same intensity on opening day as I do in all my scouting days. And that's what leads to all that knowledge and, and finding those animals that you want. Now, I want to be sure we tell people, we, we're not telling you don't hunt if you don't have the time to scout. But the more prepared you are, whether it's scouting, whether it's knowing your firearm or your, your bow or all of your equipment, the better your chance of success. And don't, you know, you're going to get out of it usually what effort you put into it. Now, we're not saying you shouldn't go. As long as you've done enough that you know you're safe, you understand your gear, and you understand so you're not going to get lost or have an accident up there, we understand that. Go out and enjoy it. But set your expectations to the fact that you're out there and you haven't put in the work, you're still going to enjoy the hunt, but don't make consider it a failure if you don't harvest an animal. That's exactly it, Terry, because, again, the, the energy put in, and, you know, everybody's going to get lucky from time to time, but the education, the resource, the scouting is what's going to bring continuous success and success on an annual or even off daily basis. So that, that, that is 100% the, the truth, Terry. So keep that in mind. Get out there, scout. And, again, I can honestly say this. This is not a pitch from our great friends at CPW. With the over-the-counter licensing that we have available in Colorado, we have more opportunity on our public land through the leftover and or the over-the-counter program to get licenses and hunt than any state in the West. When you particularly talk about elk, we have more opportunity than anybody um, without having high points, without having to buy tags. Um, so we have some, some pretty unbelievable opportunity, and I encourage everybody, take advantage of it. Get out there, find these animals, because, um, again, the opportunity exists. Do you anticipate, now we talked a little bit about the high country had been way behind as far as snow. Most of that is now caught up and gone with this hot weather. Still a lot of water up there, undergrowth and the brush and and bushes and stuff have grown up quite a bit because of the amount of water. Are you expecting it to be a different season? Are the animals going to be in different places or acting differently? 
Yeah, I, I think I've, I've seen two parts so far this year. Number one, um, some of the stuff that melted off really late, I've seen those animals not move up into that country quite yet. So I have a handful of spots where I don't have elk is high in the high country, and I have mule deer that haven't quite moved into that country. But I would say the biggest noticeable difference this year versus other years is the migration. We have so much water and so much grass that a lot of times I see these animals covering quite a bit of country you know in the morning or evening to go from bedding grounds to water to sufficient food and this year there's water in every crevice there's grass everywhere obviously the bedding grounds are thicker than ever um we're seeing less migration so the animals are there but the average hunter is not seeing them as easily just because you know when the animals used to migrate a quarter mile or a half mile um, to where they are feeding, bedding, drinking, and they were noticeable to the hunter. Now they might be moving, you know, 50% of that or 20% of that. So they're just not as out in the open, I would say, as much. So hunters are having a, a slightly harder time finding them. So that's the biggest noticeable difference, and that's where that scouting really is going to come into play. All right, let's change subjects, change things up a little bit. Why don't you give me an update on what's going on fishing-wise? Absolutely, Terry. Like I mentioned, we're here at Chatfield for cast, but this walleye bite just ceases to uh, to stop. So we now have shad everywhere. We had a great shad spawn, and I would say in the last couple of days, it's been prevalent of what that shad hatch was. So the shad just moved off the shore, moved out of the bushes. We now have massive big bait piles all over the place. They're out in the middle of the lake. They're on the shoreline. So we have bait fish very prevalent kind of everywhere in the fishery but for whatever reason the walleyes are activating on it but we still have a pile of walleyes that are on structure so on points on tree lines on all of these areas we have got a pile uh, of walleye still feeding bass still feeding uh, and it's been tremendous so you know earlier this week i had uh, my thursday guide trip we had i think 87 walleyes and 18 perch um, so the bite continues to be good so if you're at chatfield you literally have options of throwing jerk baits under bait balls for walleyes or cranks you have options of jigs you have options of live bait rigs um, so the bite is on it's going good Cherry Creek is very similar. We're not doing quite the numbers at Cherry Creek, but there's reactionary fishing for the fish activating on shad, and there's a lot of fish on structure still taking the the meat or the bait presentations. Uh, so a lot of opportunity for all anglers. Yeah, and I, I think uh, it's probably those fish at Chatfield especially got conditioned to not having a lot of shad. I think eventually they're going to wake up to that, and it'll probably get – a little tougher to fish, but it's going to really make for improving the health of that fishery and seeing big fish. I couldn't agree more, Terry. I think that's exactly it. I think that they have, you know, somewhat starved for a year, and I don't think they're uh, quite looking up yet. The second they look up and find those bait balls, I do think we'll see the bite go down just a little bit. The new added tree growth is going to help that not get uh, as tougher as it has been in years past, but, but I definitely think we're going to see the fish move around here sometime in the next two weeks or so. All right, my friend, if people want to book a trip or want more information, how do they get a hold of you? Absolutely, Terry. We're Tightline Outdoors online, Tightline Outdoors on Facebook. We do a ton of updates on our Facebook page, uh, and we have got a tremendous walleye bite, and our pike bite are going strong. So whether you're looking for walleye, pike, or any other species, uh, give us a call. We would love to get you out on this uh, last of the summer bite. All right, my friend, we'll talk to you next week. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Nate. Nate Zielinski, always a great resource. and. Uh, just 
that cast for kids, I tell you what, there's been a few people in this state. Uh, Bill Wilson was one up here at Horsetooth that have just championed that for years. And what a great, great way to get kids into the outdoors. We're going to take a time out. When we come back, the folks at Jack's are going to join us, and they're going to talk getting ready for hunting and maybe some of the gear that's on sale on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on 1600 ESPN.